Hey, it's Danielle, Will, and Ryder from Pod Meets World. Thanks to our friends at Hyundai, we were able to record a very special episode for you guys at the one and only, wait for it, Boy Meets World House. Take a listen. Are there any moments or spots on any of the sets we worked on over the seven years that you guys felt more at home that were like your little spots on the set you like to hang out? I'm afraid it was the sink. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, yeah. You had to act <laughs> by the sink a lot. Yeah. I was behind the counter. Yeah. Right. Doing business constantly. Uh-huh. Mom stuff. Uh-huh. <laughs> Disciplining you <laughs> in Amazing. some way. This has been brought to you by the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. New episode out now. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back in, everybody. It's a fresh hour of Live Bet Sunday NFL Wild Card Weekend Edition. And a big start for the underdog in our first of two games today. Green Bay, seven. Dallas, nothing in the first quarter. I'm Ben Wilson. A couple of nervous guys sitting now to my uh, my right here. Uh, nervous doesn't uh, even begin to describe. <laughs> I just, I figured I'd set <laughs> I the stage. Cucumber, ben. Let you go cucumber. from there. Kelly Finland, Brad Ortega, producer, sitting to my left. We're, hey, we're, we're having a great time for those of us who are on uh, Green Bay uh, or our fans of the Packers, seven nothing mm. lead for Green Bay. Who would have thought though? C.D. Lamb hands a steal, a drop on third and eight on the Cowboys' first drive after they got to about midfield. Uh, Dallas Femi should be in the red zone right now. Instead, they punt it back to Green Bay. Three fifty-five to go first quarter. Cowboys down to two and a half point live favorites. Fifty and a half now is your total with a lot of time coming off the clock between those first two drives. Yeah, and, and that's why that drive was important for Dallas to kind of like hold serve to go ahead and take the tennis term from it there because Green Bay did have an efficient drive where they ran the football really well. We expected that going into this game and Green Bay did what they were supposed to do. Like They felt loose. They were kind of playing how they played over the last final five, six weeks of the season. And Dallas had a good drive going themselves as well. Dak Prescott made a nice scramble on a run on a third down to go ahead and move the chains. And then they were keeping this thing rolling. And all of a sudden, CeeDee Lamb drops a pass over the middle to where he has been phenomenal. I mean, he's first team all pro because of the route that he ran right there. And and for some reason, uh, he dropped it. You hope for the Cowboys it's not one of those bad day to have a bad day sort of situations here. But uh, early vibes uh, down there in Texas and here on the desk with Kelly and I, uh, not very good, right? Still a lot of football to be played, but man, it's certainly not the start we wanted. That was one of those plays, Ben, I love that when we get into playoffs, right, just the the anxiety heightens, right? That was one of the plays that I think during the regular season we would have been like, well, it was a tough throw to get off. Dak did the best he could, kind of adjusting his arm angle, and it just wasn't in a perfect spot for C.D. Lamb, but it's the playoffs, so you expect those to be caught. And when it's C.D. Lamb, you expect those exactly. to be caught, right? And that's really, might not be fair. You hold different receivers to different standards. But hey, it is what he's, it is. He's one of the best in the league. Hit him in a hand. And at that point, we expect C.D. Lamb to make that play. Uh, so, yeah, massive, massive play on the off- first offensive drive for the Dallas Cowboys. Man, we'll see how the Packers respond here. This is, uh, you put points on the board here. You're putting the Cowboys in, in a spot that you haven't been in many times this season at home. And we we were joking about that cutaway shot to Mike, Mike McCarthy, uh, but oh boy, mm. the, uh, it, it, this whole thing gets tight. Everybody gets tight now if, uh, if Green Bay is able to put up a couple couple scores here early. Yeah, I, I know what I've seen, though, as far as I've seen enough wanting to get on an in-game over. Now it's just about can we get the number to a point that is suitable. 51, Agreed. 51 yeah. and a half. Green Bay was supposed to be backed up, punt inside the 10, but a fair catch interference call on Dallas, who made it a really tough catch on Jaden Reed. Packers started at their own 24. 
four. So if we get so one, really stood. That, yeah. that, okay. Uh, the I thought flag you guys were saying uh, they, they, he got shoved into him. Or no, something. the flag on Dallas for the the kick catch yeah. interference. Not right. there was no running into the kicker. Punter tried to flop. wasn't wasn't called. Anyway. Uh, but both teams in Dallas should have had uh, a very successful first drive, should have at least been in the edge of the red zone. Packers went right down the field, took eight minutes. That's why if, if this thing continues to creep, if it gets sub-50, that's where I will be looking to go in on the over. Really the only concerning point so far for that would be the length of drive for Green Bay, a very deliberate, slow-moving offense. What we have watched to this point is Jordan Love and the Packers are back out. Second series of work and uh, taking more deep shots. Finally an incompletion after four of four to start for Jordan Love. He throws incomplete. So we'll continue to monitor, guys. Yep. The sweaty palms continue. Oh, they're beyond games, sweaty. Uh, they, they're already there, for being honest. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of hand fighting going on in that deep throw off, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hey, hey, you know what? Uh, we'll, we'll take what we can get. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> including, a, including a non-flag, which we'll, could we'll have take, been thrown. We'll take what we can Brian get. Brian Ortega was wildly gesticulating. That, uh, that should have been a flag. Oh, I didn't see uh, it. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. you know. We've, we've seen worse pass interference flags thrown. That's for It's sure. funny how the, where the bets and the allegiance is like tends to swing your <laughs> right. view on certain yeah. calls versus non-calls. In 11 minutes coming up here on VEASAN, we'll have Aton Shander from Philadelphia joining us to break down one of now the two Monday night football games for tomorrow night. Philly and Tampa, this line continues to sit a very cheap Eagles three. Most of those threes even money right now. Total at 43 throughout the market. I have this in the uh, as a second leg of a teaser here paired with Houston from yesterday. Mm -hmm. Tampa up to plus nine. Uh, Femi, with these two teams being uh, of the more frustrating to try to figure out handicapping-wise throughout the NFL, especially the back half of the year, what did you do, if anything, looking at how to attack this game? Uh, earlier this season, we saw the trend of primetime unders cash like crazy. Oh, yeah. I'm hoping it can cash one last Monday Night Football game with this one. I played under 44. Uh, at 43, even at that number, I still kind of like it. Just This is a fair of both quarterbacks here because you have two quarterbacks. Baker Mayfield enters this game incredibly banged up. You also have, you have, you have, you have uh, Jalen Hurts incredibly banged up as well entering this game. And the offense for the Philadelphia Eagles, I think, could struggle against this Tampa Bay defense because Todd Bowles knows how to play Jalen Hurts. I mean, the, the playoff game two years ago, I get that a lot has happened since that point. But in that game, you saw them play a little bit closer to the line of scrimmage, send a lot of blitzes at Hurts. And that's something that Hurts has struggled with there, especially if you blitz him to the right because he usually likes to kind of break out to the right but if you send that pressure from the right and force them left you see this Eagles offense dip down and the biggest thing of this whole thing is that the Eagles will be without AJ Brown he's yeah. gonna be out of this game dealing with the knee injury so I don't really like where the Eagles offense is entering this game and also the Tampa Bay offense with Mayfield banged up I don't really like their setup with this game either even though the Philadelphia's defense is a little bit scary to bet an under with but I do think this is a little bit of a slop fest should be some rain as well at this contest so I played under 44 yeah from 44 and a half on the open down to 43 market clearly in agreement Femi with where you're going second straight game Femi is betting a total or the market has followed him so very good you know we'll, we'll see what happens <laughs> yeah this was uh this was when I didn't attack side or total I'll be staying away I think if I had to make a bet side or total it would be on the under uh Femi I think you just laid it out great we know the Eagles are stumbling into this game I think the fact that I'd be a little bit more confident with it with them if I knew AJ Brown was going and I knew AJ Brown was at least a little healthy the fact that he's out of this game, he's one of the best offensive players in the NFL. That's a major factor to me, for especially for an offense that's already struggling uh, to get going even when he's been on the field. That, that's a big red flag. But you've got both, like you talked about, both these quarterbacks are fighting through injuries. You're getting tough guy Baker Mayfield uh, maybe trying to do too much over the past couple weeks. And mm -hmm. I think he's clearly going to be playing hurt through this. Um, and this is, you know, as we talked about this throughout the week on a numbers game, I, I hate to make it so simple. Gil and I just keep going back to the, man, are the Eagles really bad, so bad to a point that they can't cover a field goal against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? So I think that's where I'm at with this game. No bet for me, though, right now. I think this is going to be, and if we get some rain, like right now we're supposed to, but, you know, it's Florida. Things change uh, <laughs> with that. Yeah, I would check back in on that. I think the under would be the place I'd be looking at in this game as well. Florida man Kelly Bidlin with, uh, with weather right. knowledge on this. <laughs> it, it's funny how you have that general thought that you and Gil talked about all week of Philadelphia, really? <laughs> Three? Yeah. Yet, at the same time, the, the numbers perspective on this is how is Philly laying three? Yeah. Yeah. Kind of amazing when you have that that disparity. I did tease Tampa up from three to nine. Not a traditional uh, one plus EV teaser, but giving you a few options in wild card week. And that I like Tampa Bay to win the game outright. Went ahead and teased them up pairing them with Houston plus eight and a half. If you want to back a shaky quarterback, 
This is not the defense to do that against for Philadelphia and Jalen Hurts because on the blitz point, Femi, only Wink Martindale's New York Giants blitz Jalen Hurts more this season than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers when the two teams met back in week three. Hurts in that game, two picks, was really erratic when blitzed, even though Philadelphia won the game in sort of a deceiving final 25-11. On the season, Hurts was 30th in the league when facing the blitz, only a 75.2 quarterback rating. Now you're banged up if you're hurt, sub 100%. That becomes an even tougher calculus and a tougher angle to crack, especially with wide receiver A.J. Brown potentially not yes. going. So I just set aside all the Tampa issues. I don't really care that Baker Mayfield's less than 100%. Tampa Bay's won games with its defense all season, not needing huge chunk plays from Mayfield. I'll, I'll rely on the Bulls' defensive scheme here to at least keep it within a possession. A Bucks plus nine to round out a teaser. Yeah, I, I, Mayfield's health is what kept me off it because like I wanted to tease it as well. I was thinking about, all right, do I want to do like a, a, a Bucks cowboys teaser type of situation? But I just get concerned because watching that game last week, we, uh, week 18, Mayfield was limping after every single play. He's already banged up with the ribs. For your sake, I hope that he's healthy enough to kind of get through the game and is fine and it doesn't really compromise his ability on the field there. But just his health and just seeing that game, it kept me off of it. But that's the side that I would lean toward, though, because like, I, I can't really square it in terms of who's going to win the game. But I yeah. think I don't know if Philly will have enough to be able to blow out Tampa, given the fact that Hurts is not good against the Blitz and A.J. Brown's also out in the game. It would be one thing if Philadelphia was just really bad in pass D and they were yeah. still a stout run uh, run defense but Philly's been horrible <laughs> in both areas the 31st <laughs> in the NFL EPA total EPA defense final six weeks of the year with Mayfield banged up it's not like the Bucks don't have any other options early in the season Tampa was just running it into the line two yards in a cloud of dust every single time yeah. but you still have some really good weapons like a Rashad White in your backfield you can use in multiple ways so I expect Tampa to keep the ball out of Mayfield's hands at least on early downs and try to give him some easy looks on second third manageable some third and shorts in this game as to as to putting him in a position where even if Mayfield's less than 100%, that doesn't necessarily get exposed as much as maybe against some other defenses where uh, you're getting the worst version of Philadelphia we have seen all year. Yeah, it's what an, what an interesting game. Because like, depending on what happens with this result, because I don't like either of these teams going forward in the next round. Like yeah. one, of, one of them's going to be playing the divisional round. I, I, I'm not saying that I could guarantee that I'll be against them, but I will try to find a way to bet against them in some form or fashion, whether it be on the side or in a teaser next week, because I think that these, honestly, team I, think these, total, are the, I yeah. think these are the two worst teams that entered the playoffs, to be I, quite I honest. I have them teams 13 and 14 yeah. in my power ratings. Yeah, yeah. Like, they're just not good teams, and I don't know what's happened to Philly, and maybe we'll talk to Aton about it coming up in the next segment, but the, the, the talks of Sirianni's job being on the line, I think, are a little crazy. Yeah. Went to the Super Bowl last That's year, won 11 wild. games this year. That seems a little bit nuts, but something in Philadelphia has not clicked. Maybe it's the coordinator change or whatever, but yeah, it hasn't looked good since they started off the year 10-1. Yeah, also, I was yeah. going to say, I, I think I'm with you, Femi, that I would, I would like to say I'm going to be against betting either one of these teams. <laughs> but who knows what the number is? But exactly, who the hell knows what that number is going to be? Especially yeah, talking about in San Francisco. Here's Philly at San Fran catching 10 and a half. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, Not enough. <laughs> yeah, Not I mean, enough. Unfortunately, uh, you two can at least breathe a little bit easier because Green Bay forced a punt from midfield. Yeah. Line total down to 48 and a half. Once this gets to the end of the first quarter, that's when we're going to come mm. in because Dallas is pinned at their own eight-yard line. Packers seven, Cowboys nothing. We'll continue the Monday night talk when we return on Live Bet Sunday. Hey, it's Danielle, Will, and Ryder from Pod Meets World. Thanks to our friends at Hyundai, we were able to record a very special episode for you guys at the one and only, wait for it, Boy Meets World House. Take a listen. We are lucky to be sitting with Alan and Amy Matthews in the flesh, William, Rusty Russ, and Betsy Randall. Yay! Thank you. Thank you. When, yes. those, when those legends get here, let me know. <laughs> you're here. You're here already. No, we didn't either when we were watching yeah, this that's day. The day. That's we didn't the problem. realize it until we uh, started getting into seasons three and four, and now we're like, oh my God. You were both so good on the show, and we missed it because we were we young. We were kids and, and so self-involved. Egomaniacs yeah. and didn't realize <laughs> well, no, how great you were. We've talked about it. I think you just assumed everybody was as good as them. And, right. and then right. you get into, right. as you grow up and you work with other actors, you realize how <gasps> lucky we were yeah. to have you guys. This has been brought to you by the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. New episode out now. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. 
This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Start your morning with a daily dose of winning strategies, insider tips, and the latest buzz with the free VSIN daily newsletter. In today's newsletter, you can read all about the weather in tomorrow's NFL games. You can get expert analysis and the latest odds delivered straight to your inbox absolutely free. Visit VSIN.com slash newsletter to subscribe. The great shot. The great Bill 80 on that graphic, the VEASAN Daily. Okay, big play in Dallas, which we'll update you on first, then get out to Aton Shander in Philadelphia as we continue our Monday night preview of Eagles and Bucks. I said, guys, I was ready to bet in-game over at the end of the first quarter, just assuming we would get there without anything crazy, and then something crazy happened. Dak Prescott is picked by Jair Alexander. In-game total goes from 48.5 up to 54.5 on that mm. play alone. We're at the end of the first quarter, and the Packers have a, a goal-to-go situation First and goal, though, backed up at their uh, sixth at the Cowboys 16 yard line after a holding penalty on Tucker Craft. Packers, for the first time today, are favored. Minus one and a half live. Whew. 51 and a half is the live total after one quarter. I guess this is why you uh, put up with Jair Alexander's shenanigans. Pa- huh? Yeah, Packers, uh, <laughs> Packers plus 195 win the first quarter and cover plus three. First quarter under nine and a half caches as well. And we are off and rolling. Packers seven, Cowboys nothing with Green Bay threatening. Yeah, that uh, first quarter total, you're going to be lucky to escape with. Oh, uh, seriously, yeah. <laughs> and the fir- and the Packers uh, have cashed our producer, Brian Ortega's bet. First team to score, plus 150. So, way to go, Ortega. No big deal. I, I, I like yeah. to get them, you know, out of the way early. That's how I like to do it. I can't wait for <laughs> yeah. the Super Bowl where I have everything. Eight in the minutes front. into the game, he's like, yeah, we, we oh, don't need cash it. tickets early. Uh, other books, guys, like I'm seeing pick them, minus one. I so, mean, this has really, uh, really, really come down. Might be able to cash Packers start plus seven early. Jeez. For... Green Bay, a long way to go, Femi. Long way to go. That was an ugly throw by Dak. I've seen this movie in in the month of January Uh one too many times. It's... I'm not saying the game is over because it's not. There's a lot of football left. Who knows what happens here on this series of downs. But, man, you could just we, – we can't hear the broadcast that much, but you could just feel it watching it that it's tense at Jerry World. And it's going to continue to get more and more tense. Oh. And who knows, maybe they start pressing and make more mistakes. Well, for our Cowboy fan on the desk, Kelly, how about we do something that I know he loves to do to help get his mind off this game. It's talk Philadelphia. Yeah. yeah there Let's we talk go. about the Eagles. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Aton Chandler with us from uh, Philadelphia. Great to have Aton back. He's been on with us on the network a bunch this year here on a live bet Sunday. Uh, yes, Aton, let's go right into Philadelphia, who are the three-point favorites across the board against Tampa Bay tomorrow. We just started our preview in the last segment. Give us a sense of just, like, where's the health at right now? Because nobody really has any idea, even from here in Vegas, where the odds have been going back and forth all week. Yeah, I appreciate it always, guys. I think the major concern, we saw A.J. Brown ruled out and he was trending towards at least giving it a go that's what we were hearing which was you know suit up see how you go and maybe true game time decision but that was not precautionary aj cannot play so they would not rule him out just just to hope 
they can move on to the next week. I think Jalen Hurts, the, the finger, you know, people are a little concerned about that. The offensive line has been playing pretty much banged up. And then you look at the defensive side. I think Darius Slay playing is going to be a big improvement for a just much maligned, rightfully so, secondary. And, you know, they've been dealing with rotational issues because the linebacker core on paper coming into the year was fine, but a couple of injuries, a couple guys maybe not living up. Immediately, the Kobe Dean goes down. We saw that. Uh-oh. Tell me the Packers score. Tell me the Packers <laughs> We're down, we're down to the one-yard line. Second uh, Romeo goal Dobbs. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say something that's a little controversial, but if anybody has ever lived more than a month in Philadelphia, they know this to be true no matter how much they deny it. Eagles lose by 30. Cowboys get knocked out. We're okay. We're not happy, but we're okay. So good. <laughs> that, that's how it is. That's the NFC East in a nutshell there, hanging out with Aton Shander here talking about this Bucks-Eagles game. Well, Aton, what's the status of Jalen Hurts entering this game? Obviously, we know he didn't throw the football much during the week, dealing with the banged-up finger injury, and the Packers did just score now, so they're now up, up two nice. touchdowns. But Jalen Hurts and going up against this Todd Bowles blitz here now with no longer having A.J. Brown on the field. What should we expect from this passing attack from the Philadelphia Eagles? I think they're going to be over to the point of overcompensating. I think they're going to be aggressive. I, I think they're going to come out and, and realize that they still have. Look, Devontae Smith is going to play. He's not 100%, but he's out there. He's going to make an impact. Dallas Goddard is healthy. They have to find a way to work both Swift and Gainwell in the passing game. And look, somebody's going to have to step up. Quez Watkins, OZ, you know, one of these guys is going to have to step up because they're going to be targeted a little bit. So the reality is, in order to beat Tampa, they can't just move three three yards in a cloud of dust. The, the Eagles are going to have to throw the football. They're going to have to get comfortable moving Jalen Hurts and, and trying to get back to where they really were so deadly when he was able to create. If it's out of the pocket, the pocket breaks down, moving the pocket. The Eagles are so stagnant in their creativity that they're so easy to figure out on offense, which is crazy when you look at the level of talent that they both see week. So, yeah, A.J. Brown, huge loss, but I expect them to try and overcompensate from that and throw the football, take advantage of some secondary issues for Tampa, probably right away, right in their first drive, I would expect a big play downfield. Yeah, I like that. Aton, thanks for joining us here on Live Bet Sunday. I mean, just overall, what, what is the mood right now with with Philadelphia and these <laughs> Eagles fans? I mean, is is all the confidence gone? Or yep. we, are we kind of waiting until the, whatever we see happen tomorrow night and then we might all get excited again? So I had a conversation. We have a large travel group called Green Legion, and, and they are like the premier. You see Eagles fans everywhere, right? Green, and I'm not even throwing them a pub. Everybody who travels knows them, knows them. I was talking to their president, who's down in Tampa, getting ready for a party tomorrow. On average, they, they field about 7 to 10K on average. Guys, I kid you not. 65 people. That's it. That's all that went down on a, on a crew that normally brings like seven to 10,000 people. 65. That should answer your question. Jeez. We are pretty much looking wow. at Joel Embiid winning the MVP or the Sixers <laughs> winning the championship right now. Because there is not a lot of faith in the Eagles. Oh, man. That's, that's amazing that's when you rough. think about it that way. The location's Tampa, Florida, too. I oh, mean, man. seriously, let's exactly. get some warm weather. Exactly. <laughs> we're not talking about Minnesota where you have to live indoors nine months a year. Like, we're not talking about that, that at all. No, it's Tampa. It's Florida. Are you kidding me? You can't justify a trip to Florida? Half of Philadelphia, including myself, is without power right now. Uh, you could just yeah. – yeah, it makes no sense. Like, there's like, the fact there's... that you just – there's about 65 flights a day from Philadelphia to, to the greater Tampa region. I mean, geez, <laughs> it's like two hours. Uh, you follow Aton at Shander Show, S-H-A-N-D-E-R uh, Show. See him all over the place in Philly. Uh, Fox 29 in Philly writes with a Philly voice. So even with all this, uh, all, all the negativity surrounding Philadelphia, betting market is still gone in favor of the Eagles, yep. betting this up from two and a half to three. Big reason is because of the injuries on the Tampa side with quarterback Baker Mayfield. How can Philly adjust on defense after finishing the year so poorly, 31st in EPA over the final six weeks? When the Eagles were able to win a game, even when they were struggling, or when they were able to win in spite of their offense, just struggling or sputtering, if you will, 
they were able to get to the quarterback. Look, they're not going to duplicate what they did last year, guys, where they had four guys with double-digit sacks. But when you have Hassan Reddick and the rest of that defensive front not dropping back in some ridiculous coverage, but just getting to the quarterback, that's how you beat a team. Because all of a sudden, as bad as the Eagles' secondary is, and as ridiculously awful as they've been defensive EPA, their secondary giving up big plays, X plays left and right, they get to the quarterback, all of a sudden, all is forgiven and all is forgot. We've seen that, even in that 10-1 stretch where they had earlier in the year, when they beat Dallas, came down to a final play, they get pressure on Dak Prescott. That's been the biggest thing for this Eagles team when they've been successful on defense. So, Matt Patricia, Sean Desai, if he's still even here, and Nick Sirianni and everybody else, they need to sit down and figure out, all right, we got to stop asking guys like Hassan Reddick to drop back in coverage and have him rush the quarterback. Then we may have a shot. If Baker Mayfield doesn't play, I think that's why the Eagles should absolutely clear a three-point line. Aton, we got about a minute left. If the Eagles are to win tomorrow night, do you give them any chance to make some kind of run in the postseason, yep. or do yep. you think that this is ultimately done? We're back, baby. That's all you got to know. <laughs> and we are back. That Just one, one win, game. and it turns it around. I'll see you in Vegas. <laughs> Oh, man, Especially if we get that the parlay of Cowboys go down outright, I Philly mean. wins, it will be an insufferable <laughs> few days. We'll tell we're you throwing that. a parade. If that happens, we're throwing a parade. Gre That's grease so up the good. polls. That's so good. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey, I, got, I got one last thing for you. Are we serious with this Nick Sirianni crap? Are we really kicking him out after one, one, one what bad stretch of seven weeks? Is that really going to happen possibly? Look. Nick Sirianni is going to buck head in one area where he still wants control. And Howie Roseman is going to go back to him and, for a lack of a better term, emasculate and say, we're stripping you. Doug Peterson won a Super Bowl here. He won a Super Bowl. And two years later, that conversation was had. And Doug said, nope, I'm out. Jim Schwartz was given the opportunity to be the head coach. He was already in the building and saw the politics and said, nope, I'm out. So Nick Sirianni, maybe not justified, but the history of the Eagles would say, yeah, they would do Crazy. that. Okay. Thanks, Aton. Right. Great to have you on the show as always. He is Aton Shander. We hit a break. Update you on Packers, Cowboys right after this. This is Live Bet Sunday on VSEN, the sports betting network. Oh, boy, we have a situation development here on Live Bet Sunday, back from Bar Canada at the D in downtown Las Vegas. It's not looking good for the Dallas Cowboys, who have turned in about as bad of a first-half performance as we have seen out of them this year, especially at home, Femi, where mm -hmm. Dallas was 8-0 at home, 6-2 and against the spread, won six of eight home games by at least 20. And I don't know what's happened to wide receiver C.D. Lamb and quarterback Dak Prescott, but uh, they look like they've got the full deer in the headlights going right now. Shocking, to say the least. 14-0 pack mid-second quarter. I was telling Kelly during the break, I said, like, Dak and C.D. Lamb were PB&J all season, and now they look like they just met yesterday. Yeah. Like, like, they look like they're on completely two different pages here, where Dak's a little bit off, Lamb is dropping some passes, maybe the routes aren't where Dak is expecting them. I, I don't recognize this team that we're seeing right now based on what they've shown in Jerry World this season. Like you mentioned, eight and no, they have a 16 game home winning streak that dates back <laughs> yeah. to last yeah. season of week one. And now here they are with 76 yards, 4.2 yards per play against a Joe Barry defense that has been much maligned. I mean, we how many shows have we done here talking about oh. the Packer defense being like, oh, they're just going to give up explosives and they're going to give up all these plays? Not today. Apparently, apparently, right, they've, yeah. apparently they've turned into the 2010 defense that helped them win the Super Bowl a decade ago. Like, I don't know what's going on here with this Cowboys offense. They got to figure it out and they got to figure it out fast because this game can really get away from them if they don't start to get something going. Femi just hit it all perfectly, I think, but this is a, like, I'm not going to knock what the Packers been able to do offensively. I, okay, we, we th that's maybe not a shock, right? Femi, no. it, it is this Cowboys offense at home against a not great defense looking just completely out of sync. Like you said, I mean, these C.D. Lamb, Dak Prescott plays are blowing my mind right now because it is maybe the throws are a little off, but we're still getting C.D. able to adjust, get hands on the ball and not able to reel these in. It, it is, it's wild, obviously not what I expected with the bets that I have in this game. Uh, but man, this is the, I mean, you'd hate to say it too, and this is maybe earmuffs, uh, Femi, but this is like the classic Cowboys collapse, right? It, Where it just comes out of nowhere. And they, this offense right now, it's really feeling 
it's really feeling that way. I would say the one, maybe the one positive, which I didn't, we didn't think we were really going to see early. It does feel like they're having more success when they're turning on and handing the ball off right now yeah. than actually than using their passing game, which is not something you and I expected. But maybe they sure. some, maybe something they need to learn, uh, lean on here a little bit more before this game gets too out of hand. Yeah. As much as I want to say, okay, it's early. There's 9.15 to go in the first half. Well, it's, it's getting late we, early. <laughs> we see, you see this happen, seems like, once a year in the playoffs where a team comes out and for whatever reason, especially a team in that favored role, get down early, does not go according to the game script, and it becomes, okay, are we panicking or are we sticking to our guns and figuring out a way back here? Yeah. The Cowboys right now, three-and-a-half-point live dogs. We're at 49-and-a-half on the total. And the, and the last sequence, though, for people who, who do the whole, you know, the McCarthy bashing of this guy is just in over his head when it comes to in-game management. This last sequence is a great example of how the coach always has to bear the weight of that responsibility, sometimes way too much. Mm -hmm. Because Dak Prescott took as bad of a sack as you will ever see, third and five on the Green Bay 35. Yeah. Yep. You're in a position where at the very least you get points, you, whether you go for it or kick the field goal, that's a decision to be had. Prescott takes a seven-yard sack Can't make and that Dallas play. punts. I mean, that's like JV football 101, you don't do that. Uh, so the, the Cowboys do pin Green Bay in deep, but they uh, will have a third and one out their own 16-yard line. So that's where I look at it and go, this is so much deeper than just a, ah, it's McCarthy. They didn't have no. the guys ready to play. CeeDee Lamb's been wide open on two big plays, one over the middle, one to the boundary, dropped both passes. Yep. And Prescott took as bad of a sack as humanly possible. Three for seven so far with a pick to start the Awful game. Awful game. And, and, and even on the yeah. interception, he has Lamb on the corner route where Lamb has outside leverage. Like, that's an easy layup pass that the two of them have been making all season season long and he throws the slant to cooks against their best corner in Jair Alexander. Yep. It's like, 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 what are we like? These are the situations where when people talk about the choke factor with the Cowboys, it's quarters like that first quarter is what they're talking about. They're talking about, Hey, like this team will just find ways to screw it up because that's been the history of this team since 1995, the last time they won the Super Bowl, And so far, all those critics and all those narratives have proven to be true. And on the flip side, Jordan Love is ready for this He's moment. In. Yeah. Makes a beautiful throw mm -hmm. on the run, third and one to Tucker Craft. Love is dealing right now out of the gates. Uh, Jordan Love completes nine of his first 12 passes for 115 yards. Aaron Jones, 10 for 27 and two touchdowns for Green Bay. We've been updating you on the props throughout the show as well. Under one and a half, shortest touchdown. That continues to be the time-honored tradition <laughs> of the betters in big games. Just bet that thing under one and a half. It was minus 170 where we're at at Circa. Wow. That cash is on the one-yard uh, Aaron Jones rushing touchdown. Uh, last thing I'll add on the, on the in-game stuff, I, you know, I, as much as I was wanting to look at a slow start, bang this thing over, we're at 48 and a half right now. Because this game script is so flipped, with Green Bay in front, they've been an excellent team at running clock, right. keeping the ball in their hands, ahead of the chains, clock moving. I'm not so sure I'd want to bet that anymore. I felt like the sweet spot would have been if, if really before the Prescott pick deep in his own end, where mm -hmm. you were about to get Dallas moving the ball with some confidence, setting aside the one lamb drop and a total in the mid to upper 40s. The, the Prescott pick changed everything in my calculus to the point where I'm just I'm staying off of it. I am going yeah. to enjoy the results so far as a Packer fan, but I don't have any interest here in, in trying to get in front of that 48 and a half simply because Green Bay is just in a clock uh, clock rolling type of team here. Yeah, and that, that's, I mean, what, what, what I was high, what, what I talked about, I was high on the Cowboys. Maybe I was just high in general, but I was high, <laughs> high on the Cowboys, high on Aaron Jones, and you're right, if they can just let Aaron Jones run the ball here, you know, chew up some clock, big pass and play down the field again for the Packers, I, I'm, I'm with you, Ben, I'm not running to bet an in-game over, that's yeah. for sure. How about this, Romeo Dobbs was 25 to 1 to lead this game in receiving yards. He has four catches for 102. Wow. But we said oh. it though when we we're breaking down the props. I said if you look at those Green Bay wide receivers, they have a lot of good wide receivers. It's a diverse offense, a variety of options that they have. And if you think one of those guys had a pretty good advantage, maybe look at some of the alts. I mean, the alts are like, they're like five to one on some of these guys that have 100 plus yards. Dobbs, I mean, like you said, like he's having like a the, the, the game of his life. Dobbs, <laughs> uh, yeah, first player to go over any of his. Uh, Dobbs, any of his the yardage prop so far. Romeo Dobbs goes over as the Packers are already into Packer ter uh, into uh, Dallas territory right now. Six to go in the first and, half. And ben, I don't want to take anything away from Jordan Love, but oh my God, these wide receivers are running wide, wide open. open. Uh, there is nothing there yeah. in the middle of the field for the Cowboys. These guys are just running through the middle of the field. And he's got, these are easy completions for the most part for Jordan Love. 
crazy with how it's happened to this point. And Packers, if they score, likely going to get over north of a seven-point favorite. And they should be five and a half right now. Live. If the Packers score a touchdown, they go over their team total. Which yeah. like, their team total was like 20 and a half. And they're up 14 nothing with five and a half minutes. 20 and a half. <laughs> like Brian like, like Ortega uh, says, just cash them early. Just okay? cash, just cash them early, Sammy. I just really like easy. Hey, I like to cash early wild card weekend. <laughs> <laughs> no big deal. <laughs> It's, it. it's as easy as that. Oh my that's that's sports betting 101. Just cash, just, just cash pick something right off the away. board and try to cash it early. Oh, start making yeah. better bets, Femi. Jeez, I come mean, on. Should we start setting the line for Packers-Niners? What are we doing here? <laughs> I am nervous because the Packers, if they do go ahead, they sometimes are not good at playing with a lead sometimes. Like in terms of uh, Matt LaFleur, he likes to let teams back into the let back let teams back in the door. Is that the word? Um, but I don't know. We'll see how it goes. I'm just, you know, I don't want to be get too ahead of my skis here. Green Bay tends to get very conservative with big leads, but hey, right now, first down inside the Cowboy 25 now, 450 to go in the first half. Six and a half point live favorites for Green Bay, 50 and a half now I, is your live total. This game is flying. But even something like that right there, where it's third and four. Wide open. Why are you playing? Wide, you're playing yeah. like 10, 12 yards up. It's third and yes, four. Yes. Like what are we do like what are you doing with that? Yeah, I, I mean you can't be <laughs> like, playing it just feels like we're getting really soft coverage from Dallas so far with absolutely no pass rush. Yeah, I mean that's not going to work. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you got to change that. What? Well, one of the others got to be changed. Has Dan Quinn already accepted the Seattle um, head coaching uh, job? We just, we just don't I mean, know about it. I mean, I guess, yeah, he's been in meetings with Pete Carroll talking about the Seahawks. I guess he hasn't been doing what he's supposed to be doing this week because this is, is vanilla game planning. I mean, we're not seeing anything. And, like, oh, granted, the, the Dallas defense was not some juggernaut. Like, that. we debunked that myth early on in the season. But you would expect something better than this. I mean, my goodness. I mean, Bluff is just playing pitch and catch. It, it, like, this is this is walkthroughs for him, man. Ben had to set up a scapegoat for uh, Femi to go after. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Dan Quinn's already mentally moved on. I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm not. It's it's, it's it's a total team effort, though, as to why this situation is what it is. Like, like for this to look bad on both sides of the ball, oh, like yeah. everybody's yeah. at fault here. It's not just McCarthy. It's not just Quinn. It's not just Dak. It's not Lamb. It's everyone. Everyone yeah. is how you get down 14 yeah. nothing. I mean, the, the, the crazy part about that too is of course of course I was one of those people that kind of rolled my eyes all week when we brought up the whole Mike McCarthy you know they the Packers angled on the hot seat angle it's like it's a playoff game this guy's a pro but oh my gosh at this point it is like yo Mike what were what did, what did you not think about this at all like did you not feel like you were on the hot seat did you not hear everybody talking about you playing the Packers again because it sure looks like you didn't come prepared maybe he wants to take some time off and get paid because that's where he's going to be if this continues you know last time Mike McCarthy wasn't head coach Remember, he watched every play of every NFL game, at least. He, yeah, he went to PFF. He, he said that. He went to PFF. <laughs> yeah, went to PFF and, um, and learned analytics. I, you know, I, I've, I've seen so many of these games flip throughout the years. I don't want to I don't want to just start digging the grave. As, it's okay. Femi and I are doing tonight. a good job of it. I know yeah. you guys are doing a great <laughs> job of it. I don't want to – I'm not going to pile on here. I, I'm already through the first stanza of the eulogy. So. I still, you know, I'm somebody who, as a Wisconsinite, still remembers the 2003 divisional round. Packers-Eagles game was over, and then fourth and yeah. 26 happened. So I'm not going to – I'm not going to – I see what you guys are doing. Yeah, you have some bets that might be tied to a Cowboy comeback. I'm not going to do There's it. There's no Freddie Mitchell on the Cowboys. No Freddie Mitchell <laughs> on the Cowboys. Uh, when we come back, our pal Johnny Venezia stops by. He's with us on sets. We'll get his thoughts on the game so far as well as Red of Wild Card Weekend. Hey, it's Danielle, Will, and Ryder from Pod Meets World. Thanks to our friends at Hyundai, we were able to record a very special episode for you guys at the one and only, wait for it, Boy Meets World House. Take a listen. We are lucky to be sitting with Alan and Amy Matthews in the flesh, William, Rusty Russ, and Betsy Randall. Yay! Thank you. Thank you. When, yes. those, when those legends get here, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> you're here. You're here already. No. Uh, we didn't either when we were watching yeah, this that's day. The thing. That's we the didn't problem. realize it until we uh, started getting into seasons three and four, and now we're like, oh my God. You were both so good on the show, and we missed it because we were we young. We were kids and, and so self-involved. Egomaniacs yeah. and <laughs> didn't realize well, no, how great you were. We've talked about it. I think you just assumed everybody was as good as them. And, right. and then right. you get into, right. as you grow up and you work with other actors, you realize how <gasps> lucky we were yeah. to have you guys. This has been brought to you by the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. New episode out now. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. 
This is Freddie Prinze Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Sunday on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today and get unlimited access to our VEASAN.com slash picks page. Like our producer, Brian Ortega, who's just won every bet. And it's not even halftime of Cowboys and Packers. For more VEASAN Pro picks, become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today. Live bet Sunday will give you 10% off an annual subscription when you use promo code LIVE. You know, I consider myself a team player here. Femi Bebepe, Cowboy fan and better on, on the desk. Really needed a little uh, little pick-me-up here. So I'm going to be nice. Yeah. We're going to mix up the mojo. Kelly Bidlin is yep. off, probably getting a drink somewhere. If the Cowboys uh, score, we're, Kelly's off the rest of the yeah, show. Kelly, Johnny's going to be doing if, the rest of the show. If this goes well for Dallas I've, over the next I've 10 minutes, we will not see Kelly the rest of the show. Nope, we uh, but we have Johnny V in. Great to have you in uh, in person with us, man. We usually yeah, see man. him on, on the Skype from Jersey, but Johnny Venezia with us right now. Uh, how is... How is this going for you, though, uh, betting-wise today? Man. I mean, uh, you know, listen, I appreciate you guys having me on. It's nice to finally be here in person on the set uh, as opposed to doing something three hours ahead on jersey time. But, uh, I, I mean, listen, I got some plays going on here. Jordan Love, I, I'm not sure Aaron Rodgers ever left Green Bay because <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at Aaron Rodgers 2.0 right now. C.D. Lamb led the league in catches when I picked Amon Ra to preseason, and now this guy, all of a sudden, when I have money on him, decides he's not going to catch a single pass. I have no idea if Dallas decided to just actually wake up and decide that they want to play football today. It's amazing. And it feels like they decided they don't want to play football. I mean, I don't know if it's the pressure or what's going on there, but it's just it's been an absolute meltdown from this Cowboys team, and they're coming up on the two-minute warning finally in Packer territory. We'll see if they can get something going here. But in terms of uh, your play, so you have a bet on this game or anything like that? Do you have anything? What do you have going on that you're sweating right now? Okay, well, you know, I really hate to be this way. You know, we try to preach not doing parlays, but oh, I'm doing Oh, baby, forget those people. Let, I, let, now, let's give them out. You know, just for a little fun, I, I lost the, so I had a nice little futures for the Rams to beat the Browns and Rams to meet the Browns in the Super Bowl. And after the Browns got uh, their you-know-what beat, I don't know if we could say it on air. We can't. Uh, I kind of <laughs> went full tilt like Dan Campbell uh, against the Cowboys a couple weeks ago and I just fired a little four team parlay and uh, one of them is Lam uh, Lamb over seven and a half catches Cowboys money line love over 35 and a half attempts and Chiefs money line which hit last night and uh, obviously the other three are not going so well because a game script the one game script we couldn't have happen is happening yeah. And the latest was a Jordan Love to Dontavian Wicks touchdown. Packers do miss the extra point, but lead 20 to nothing now at the two-minute warning. Cowboys are just on the Packers side of midfield, though. Green Bay, seven or seven-and-a-half point live favorites. 52-and-a-half here is the live total. Yeesh. What mm. a start uh, for Dallas. And hey, you're not the only one who had the Cowboys money line, Johnny, in uh, some, some form or fashion. Yeah. It's fascinating, though, how now you know we get to the playoffs, and you had this amazing run at Circus Survivor. You were one of the 12 finalists. And, <laughs> and how, like, but you get to the, the postseason. Ten finalists. Ten fi sorry, one of the final ten. No, I, and I bring that not to, you know, because you, you, so, you get so close, but how you na have to navigate so many, like, so many bad teams and bad games throughout the year. 
You would think now that you get to the postseason, the clarity gets a little better, and yet this is a great example of how trying to weave and work your way through this stuff 20 weeks is so damn hard. And yet you I mean, you almost did it, which is amazing in and of itself. You know what? People think, uh, they're like, oh, Survivor, it's got to be easy, right? You just pick one team to win straight up. Like, yeah, if that was the case, then, you know, 9,267 people probably would have crossed the finish line. Sure. <laughs> but they didn't. And the biggest part about this whole Survivor thing is it's knowing what team to take, when to take them. Like, perfect example. When the Bengals played the Texans in Cincinnati, I knew the entire week since he was the biggest trap spot of the week. I just, I knew it. I, the Houston was coming into town hot. It was a Royal Mint spot for anybody that doesn't know. Anytime a road dog closes five or five and a half or is hanging around that number for most of the week, that's when you know it's a Royal Mint spot. Mm. It usually hits. Um, but, you know, for this game, uh, I lost on Denver like six other people did. And... I was heartbroken, bro, because yeah. seven and a half points at home and arguably the only place in the NFL that is a physical home field advantage at the altitude, playoff spot on the line, just got your you-know-what beat against the Detroit Lions the week before against a Patriots team that's not good. And you come out there and you break my heart. And just for anybody that doesn't know, the last three weeks prior, I had the Chargers at the Patriots, survived that even though they didn't score a touchdown. I had the Ravens beating the Rams on that. Oh, oh my God. You cannot God. be serious, bro. It's over. Darnell it's Savage picks six to the it's house. Over. I never want to hear anything about it's Dak over. Prescott or Mike McCarthy it's ever over. again. What is going on today? It's, it's over. over. It's done. They, 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 they played like a team that wanted to get their coach fired. I guess it's you, over. I guess you guys want me off the air ASAP. Get out of here, Tony. <laughs> no, 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 no. Hey, hey. I, hey. The Wisconsinite on this desk says stay as long as you'd like, Johnny. Um, Anyway, but we, you know, the, the crowd kind of cut you off on that point, but it, uh, but it is amazing, and it does it just the the point is this stuff is so hard to kind of sift through week in week out. Even when you think you have the best of edges and best situation, doesn't always work out that way. Anyway, it's a it's it's really hard, and you know, I only did one entry this year because I truly believed I only needed one, and uh, obviously Ravens beat the Rams, and then I was the only one that had the Browns against the Bears. So I keep seeing people tweet, well, what's this guy's heart rate like? Did he have an, a heart attack? The answer is yes. The answer is yes. If you saw me every Sunday, it looks like I was about to have a stroke during that game. I couldn't <laughs> believe it. I literally prayed that to God, if I ended up having the Browns come back and win the game, I was going to donate a significant amount of money to charity if I won uh, a big portion of Survivor. Um, and then, you know, I got to address the elephant in the room. I didn't want to give this guy any type of clout at all. But we're getting a story put out that the golden boy, the guy who didn't want to chop, uh, was only one of 13 that said no. That's not true. Mm. There was two other people in this contest that did not agree to chop when it was 13 left. And how do I know that? Because I was in those conversations. Yeah. I was in contact with a lawyer from Survivor Sweat for two straight weeks regarding this. And I know what's going on now on the internet is you know, the same story is being pushed across all these big accounts on Instagram and Twitter, what have you. I know for a fact they're having him and this other kid, they're paying these accounts to push this narrative like he was one of 13 that said no. They're literally paying to have this story out there. And I know he's probably going to come back and try and debate this, but that's what I know for a fact. And you were in the room. It's so not, yeah, it's not you an opinion. Yeah. And, and listen, if he had won, then I can't say anything. He lost the same week I, I lost. He had 10 entries. I had one. So, you know, it's it's just annoying because it's not even true. If it was true, then whatever. But I, I know for a fact there was two other people that said, no, I'm not chopping, or they just yeah. didn't agree to. It was an amazing run. Yeah, you know, it's, uh, you know wh whether it can be du like whether it can be duplicated. I remember my, my dad a few years ago went 20-0 but wasn't part of the Survivor, and I was like, wow. hey, you should probably do it next year. He got, <laughs> he got knocked out in week one. Like, that's just how it goes, you know? And, uh, oh, but that's, that's the stuff in a nutshell. Well, do, you really know, is. do you know what the worst part is? So I had the Eagles saved for Christmas Day, saved them for four months. So I was going to take them and then have probably like 250K on the Giants on plus 13 and a half, which would have hit. Then I had the Texans ready for week 17. They won. Then I was saving Tampa for week 18 at Carolina. That would have won. So, you know, obviously it sucks, but at the same time, you know, I, I, it's like Aaron Rodgers tearing his Achilles this year. You think I'm going to leave off on that? 
no, I'm coming back next year. I'm coming Got to win. To. And, Come back you know, player of the year, man. Come, that's it. <laughs> Come back player of the year. Um, for the hearing now, action rest of the weekend. What do you like uh, tonight here, Rams and Lions? So I actually took a Rams Super Bowl ticket a few weeks ago. Um, I, I hate the trendy dog. I hate that a lot of people like the Rams, but, you know, just because a lot of people like them, I can't say, oh, well, now I'm going to start fading them. Uh, I think they should win this game. I think Cooper Cup's going to have a big one. The thing about the Detroit defense is they have one of the worst secondaries in football, at least throughout the regular season. They have allowed top three most yards to receivers, top three most touchdowns, top seven most receptions. They're bad against the pass. So, you know, if it's status quo, I should see Big Daddy Stafford rip it all day long <laughs> to Cup Daddy, to Puka, maybe get Kyron Williams a little hello, how you doing? And, uh, you know, I want to see the Rams put up a 30 bean today in Detroit for a little uh, Stafford revenge game. I know Eminem, what he wants, but it's what I want. <laughs> it's going to be an emotional night. I mean, I can't wait to see that. Goff and his revenge game going up against the team that said goodbye to him, didn't feel like he could win a Super Bowl, and they ultimately were proven right winning one with Stafford. Uh, real quick, though, in the Monday games, do you have anything for Eagles-Bucks and also the Monday afternoon game that we now have between the Steelers and Bills? Um, I would probably say, you know, I was eyeing this, and now no A.J. Brown. Uh, Jalen Hurts is playing banged up. I like the Bucks all week, and, you know, it, it's weird because it took till A.J. Brown got ruled out for the line to only move a half point from three to, to two and a half. I think Tampa's going to win that game. They're at home. It, it, it's, it's not what just Philly's doing on the field. Something's going on in the locker room. This team lost the swagger that they had last year when they went to the Super Bowl. So I think that's more important. It's a mentality as opposed to what they're physically putting out there. I think a lot of guys are sick of Nick Sirianni. You know, he, he could be a tough head coach to play for, I would imagine. And I think Mike Evans is going to keep eating. Yeah. Philly's secondary is just as bad as the Lions, pretty much. I feel like Big Mike is going to have maybe a tutty or two over the receiving yards. Baker plays with, you know, an energy when he's clicking. You know, he's, he's electric. He's infectious. And I think if that continues, if they manage to keep him upright, Tampa should win uh, and win convincingly. And I probably look at Josh Allen, something along the rushing yeah. department, and uh, anytime Tutty. I like that as well. Johnny Venezia, great to have you on yeah, set man. with us, man. Thanks Appreciate you being here. Give a follow at underscore Johnny B TV. Check out his work as well at Bet Karma. All right, Kelly will be back with us next. One more hour of Live Bet Sunday. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddy? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one -on -one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.